Are you wondering how you can have that extra level of mental toughness? Today's guest is special, and so is the show. I can't wait to get started. This is the Your Business Story podcast, and I am your host, Kristen Spencer. Remember the show, is Kristen. She's on a business writing mission to make sure you know what words to say so that what you deserve is what you'll get paid. Because storytelling changes everything. Get pumped for the epic knowledge in today's episode of Your Business Story. This is episode 42 of season one, challenging yourself in pursuit of success with Austra Potnina. Hello, wonderful listener. This is Kristen from the editing booth. I wanted to let you know that in today's episode, the quality from me is not going to be that amazing because I had an internet outage and I actually had to like jerry rig my laptop to my hotspot on my iPhone to be able to record this episode. Um, but Austra's sound quality is amazing and it's such a powerful episode. I hope you love it. And the sound quality from me will go back to being normal in the next episode. Thanks. Our amazing guest today is Austra, Austra Potnina. Is that right? Did I do it right? Oh, yeah. You actually said it's so good. I'm impressed. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I've been practicing. Um, <laughs> and she is a high performance coach. She is going to tell you all about her wonderful self. Um, but I met her through a mutual friend who's also like into networking and building amazing relationships. And we just hit it off immediately. So Austra, thank you so much for coming on the show. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm good. And, and it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. All right. So you have a lot of interesting things that you do. And uh, we could talk about, I'm sure we could talk for hours, literally. Um, <laughs> yep. But could you tell us a little bit about like, who your ideal client is and like, what's the most important problem that you solve for them? Hmm. Um, so my ideal client, probably somebody who is self-driven or high-performing person. Um, it can be a okay. leader, it can be a business owner. Sometimes it might even be an athlete. Um, I have background in, like I have bachelor's in sports psychology, so I have a bit of that as well. The main problem, um, I think there are several and it depends on the person. But big one that I see is feeling overwhelmed or that you feel out of control, uh, especially with so many things that you have to juggle at the same time that you just feel like there's there's no sense of control, even though from the side, it might seem like you have everything figured out, but you might feel stressed or overwhelmed. Um, so I would say that would be like one of the biggest things. Okay, so you're you work with people who they already know that they are like super driven but they feel overwhelmed with everything they're doing. So how do you, like, what is the biggest pain they're in? Because you said they're feeling overwhelmed. They don't know how to adjust to that. Um, but like what pain results from it and what do they think they need to do to solve it? Right. Because before our clients get to us, usually they think, Oh, if I just do this, it'll get better. Yeah. I think one of the things is that, uh, is this assumption that I need to do more, um, mm -hmm. where 
a lot of times when we are overwhelmed, actually, we have to sit down and look at what are our priorities or what is it that we actually do that is what I call feel good productivity, where we just we just get ourselves busy, but we actually don't look at the things that we have to do to move forward, which most of the time we actually know what are those things, but they are really uncomfortable to do. Um, and a lot of times, even with doing these things, especially that's where a lot of times comes that frustration is that you know what is it that you need to do but for some reason it's a challenge to start to do it there's like a inner block or something like that and then once you start if you end up starting that by yourself which is really impressive if you do because it's not an easy thing to do then the challenge is to keep going and stay consistent and actually not quit, especially in the beginning phase when you start to change certain things, because in the beginning, you don't really see that that many results because you're starting to build up the momentum. So I think those those would be the things that, um, that I have seen for sure. Okay, so they, they are having a difficulty with like actually starting. You think that it's, maybe they're too nervous to start and that's why they're doing busy work like and not going after the thing they know will actually bring progress. That can be definitely one thing. Also, probably overthinking because really, and that was a really interesting thing that I noticed when I would reach out to athletes and, and ask some questions. Um, really interesting trait that, that high performers have is perfectionism. So now a lot of times we think that we have to have this plan from A to Z already done before we start to do something. And if we don't have this plan, we feel like we have less of this sense of certainty or, oh, now I feel ready to start to do it. But in reality, you will never, never, like you never will feel ready to start something. So that is something that I have seen is that we assume that we have to know, like, let's say 20 steps ahead before we start to take action. But actually, we just need to know Sometimes it's even enough to know one. You just have to know what is the first step, but we just overcomplicate it way too much. I love that because I get stuck in my head that way too, where I'm like, okay, if I don't know like what comes after this, like 20 steps down the line, like you said, then that doesn't mean I should start. And that's something that I've had to adjust to like starting this podcast. Honestly, yeah. I was like, I need to have all these different things, all my ducks yeah. in a row, let's say, to use an idiom. And I was like, uh, if I keep doing this, I'm never going to start. So yeah. I did a challenge and, and she's like, I challenge you to do this. And I was like, okay, I guess I have to challenge myself and like accept her challenge. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's really the key is just to start. That's what I did with my podcast. Literally, um, I just came up with an idea and I knew that if it, if I would think too much, I probably won't start. Um, but actually, one thing I wanted to mention as you were talking is that the fact that you want to see, let's say, 20 steps ahead, it actually just shows that you care. Because if you didn't mm-hmm. care, you would just kind of wing it. Um, but at the same time, this caring can be so much that you now procrastinate way too much. Um, but like what I did with my podcast, I literally... I just got the microphone, I just camera in my and like laptop camera and in my mind it was like okay now it's real. I actually I actually have to do it. <laughs> so sometimes we just have to have some kind of I don't know some things that nudge us towards that. Um and it's ideal or like like it's really helpful to have somebody from the side being like I challenge you and I have this like accountability as well. Yeah, so like don't stay alone in the challenges yeah. you're facing, but also be realistic about what do I need to do to start? 
Yeah. Like the bare minimum, like for you, you said it's yep. the microphone and the the computer, right? Or like yeah. the camera in your computer. Yeah. So I love that so much. I'm definitely having like technical difficulties with my earphones not staying in because I borrowed them from my husband. Yeah. And he <laughs> has much larger ears than I do. I think. So this is a good example of like, yeah, I can hear you. I think I'm just going to leave that one out because it keeps falling out anyway. It doesn't want to be part of the podcast today. (laughs) (laughs) So like this is an example where like you you don't have to have it perfect. It's just about showing up and doing it. Like even what you said about like, oh, I'm doing it from the kitchen. Like we just make it happen. You know, you just figure it out. But if you now would think that you have to have these perfect conditions before starting or let's say, oh, I have to do it in, let's say, studio, you would cancel it or we wouldn't have this conversation. Right. And so far, we've already gotten like five pieces of amazing advice for the listeners that they need if they're listening to this episode. Right. (laughs) Hopefully. (laughs) Yes. No, I think. No, don't. You you are so full of wisdom and information. And actually, I want to talk about that a little bit because you don't have to tell us what your age is, but you're young to be a high performance coach. Do you think that's fair? Um, I think it depends because. I don't mind saying my age. I'm I I will be 26 in January. Um and I think it it's the same as let's say at somebody at 30 starts their self-development journey and now at like 35 or whatever like 40 they are 10 years in so they have this experience. I started my self-development journey when I was I think 15 something like that. So I actually have spent like over 10 years working on myself so even though i am young but if you look at the time that i have put into developing myself it logically like it makes sense you know um so but at the same time i don't really i don't really think that age is a thing where um let's say and even like uh many times or people that i have talked to that that are younger, they they think that, oh, I can't really help people that are older or something like that. Um, and I'm like, I haven't had anybody that I have worked with at this point tell me anything about my age. Because if you really can help the person, they don't really care what age you are or like what color or what accent you have or things like that. Like they just, they just want to get results. So if you can provide that result, that is really all that matters. Um, and for me, I think... <laughs> I look at myself also a bit as like a mentor where I feel that if I would just, let's say, learn theory and just read books, which I did for a really long time. That's why I have like a lot of understanding about things, but things didn't really click until I started to apply them in real life because I would be able to talk all like all the smart stuff, but it doesn't really matter until you can actually act on it and start to implement that in your own life. And that's where I started to see that actually I can help better my clients when I'm living what I'm teaching. So that's been that's been a huge compass for me where I feel like when my self-development is kind of not being where I want it to be, I make sure that I step up my game so that I can help others better. Yeah, and I love that. And I think it's so encouraging to people who, you know, they do know what they want to do younger. And, um, you know, I'm like watching my kids and they're 10, 13, and 15. And my 13-year-old and my 15-year-old like already, like, especially my 13 year old, she like already has a business plan. She knows what she wants to do. She's like, mom, do you think people won't hire me because I start my business when I'm 18? I'm like, 
they're not going to care because the results that you get them will prove to them that they made the right choice. And she, you know, it's like one of those things where I don't want her to be discouraged because she's so clear on what she wants at such a young age. And I know this is something that um, a lot of people are talking about now, especially as there's these ideas of like, should I go to college? What should I study? Does what I study actually transition into the job that I want? Or how can I know if I want to do that job? So how do you, you know, like with your clients, like obviously you get them the results, so they don't care, but do you ever feel like there's out that outside resistance because you're, you're so clear about what you want because of your life experience and not everyone takes that journey you know, it doesn't take them as long or as short. Like we all have various time journeys as far as figuring out what's my professional superpower. I think even with myself, um, I'm really curious person and I love to learn stuff. So even with this, and that's so interesting for me that so many people, or let's say my friends, they're like, oh, like you have everything figured out. And I'm like, no, I don't like I, and that's what I usually tell people who, who feel like they don't really know what exactly is it that I want to do. Um, Just do something because Mm -hmm. it's better to do something. And let's say you might have idea, oh, I might like this. Try and do it and you will see whether you like it or not. And, And that's something, that's another thing actually that I see with a lot of people. What if that's a waste of time? What if I now go and try and it's a fail and I have wasted my time? And I'm like, no, you haven't. Like you can't actually waste your time when you spend this time to build up a skill. And that's actually one thing that has really helped me with like certain things. Um, Robert Greene's uh, quote, something he said that I just keep in my mind. He said, when you are in your 20s, don't really focus, don't focus on money, focus on building up the skill. Because once you build up the skill, people will want to work with you. Money will take care of itself. And that's what I see um, where we where we get so focused on that result, which a lot of times is financial, when we think, oh, what is it that actually will bring me the most money? Um, and then we kind of make that decision based on that. But if you get in, I don't know, job or build a business or whatever, that where you feel miserable, you actually won't go that far because... And that's where, like, even for you to become successful, there's certain sacrifices that you have to make. And that's the reason why not everybody is at really high level, because there's so many sacrifices into that. And for you to be able to sacrifice stuff, you actually have to love what you're doing. Because if you don't love, you won't go as far as you have to. If, let's say, money is your main motivation, you probably won't go as far as you could if you did something that you loved. So what something uh, stood out to me in what you just said, and I totally agree, but what kind of sacrifices do people need to make in order to be high level? Um, There are a lot. Um, And that's, that's actually an interesting thing that uh, for me, I know that I'm the kind of person who is kind of made for work. Um, And sometimes people when they let's say when they tell me oh you're so wise for your age or or stuff like that um it's especially some people that are my age they're like oh i wish i was like you and i'm like do you because almost every weekend when people would go out they would party i sit home i study i work on myself i get up at 5 a.m do the workout every single day seven days a week um work on myself develop myself learn stuff and i'll do that for years and i still do and 
at this point, it's more like a habit. Um, but at the same time, those years when I would ask somebody, so, and that, that's, that's another thing is that people say like, oh, you're smart. And I'm like, no, I'm not. Um, what I have done is that, let's say, if you sit two hours, let's say, and it's, it's even not that big of a number, two hours a week when everybody's going out, I would sit out, sit, sit down, study for like, let's say two hours in a year, that is hundred hours. And that's only those two hours. But if you spend the whole weekend, that's way more hours. So all that I have done is actually just put in more work so that now that I have put in that work, it's, it's just like accumulated. I And that's what I tell people. I'm not special. And there's nothing special about me. I just put in more work or spend more hours in certain things or have spent more hours up to this point that is making me wise or m- making me like smart or whatever people like to call me. But that's where I point people to people out is that what I want to point out is that if you put in the time, that's one of the sacrifices of time, um, even like decisions that you make that you want to kind of check what are your decisions? What is it that you actually choose? Because even when it comes to time, we think we are in control of our time. But if you would look at how you spend your day, you might actually not like what you're seeing there. You might actually feel track. like, oh, I, I thought I'm, yeah, I thought I'm actually doing more. Um, another sacrifice might be um, relationships in a way. Um, one is if you have toxic relationships that in, especially the more aware of yourself you become, the more you start to sometimes even see that, okay, I might not want this. Sometimes you even want to distance yourself um, from certain people. But also because you put so much work and time into yourself, you physically don't have that much time to either be social or if you are social, then it might be more towards, is this helping me to build this up or get there or wherever? So I think that can be a challenge where, especially at the beginning, um, especially if you're like solopreneur at the beginning, it can feel lonely. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's why networking is really powerful because then you can meet like-minded people and you can start to see that, oh, I'm not the only one. There's actually a lot of us out there. <laughs> um, right. And you can build and you community can around wisdom. it. Yeah. Right. Like you can, yeah. you can meet someone else. Like I was meeting with someone yesterday and she's like, after you get off the call, I want you to do this thing. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do whatever she says. <laughs> she's like super successful. I admire her so much. And the day before that I was on with a call, on a call with someone who was the same, like super high performance really amazing and i was like okay i'm gonna do everything she says she's like oh i just have a couple notes for you i'm like cool tell me i'll write it down because it's a streamlined way of learning to borrow someone else's knowledge that they spent you know 20 30 40 years acquiring that's actually another sacrifice that people have to make is to sacrifice your ego because especially if you talk to somebody ahead of you when they would tell you something that you might not like to hear or you might not enjoy hearing that because they probably will point out something that that's not uncomfortable to hear. But you have to be able to to deal with your ego and actually listen to that and take it on board. Like like you said that you're like, oh, you're ahead or you know this. Like I'm more than happy to to hear what you're saying and actually implement that. That, that showing that you already have learned that lesson to kind of put ego aside and, and realize that this person probably knows, knows things that I don't. So I better use this opportunity. Right. Oh, yes. Okay. I'm loving this conversation so much. So you are looking for people who are driven, they're ambitious, <laughs> they're willing to make those sacrifices, but at the same time, they can put aside their ego and be like, okay, what should I do? 
to yeah. to do better? What relationships yeah. do I need to reevaluate? Maybe if they're toxic. So how? What is the solution? Or if you don't that like, I know some people don't like that word because they're like, I don't solve their problems. But what's your approach to their big problem, and how do you get it for them? Like you don't have to explain everything. I know you have your your methods, but like <laughs> overall, I think one of the solutions is actually to build up your huge on self-awareness because if you can't really see it's really hard to change things that you can't see and and that like good example is ego if somebody says something to you get reactive or whatever you might not even see that that's your ego playing his game um so awareness is really really big one if, without awareness it's really hard to start to change things when you are aware um also you have to be clear on what is it you actually want or and for that you have to understand yourself so you have to actually have a relationship with yourself where where you understand yourself and if you don't that's fine we all are figuring it out we every day we learn something new about ourselves especially if we are somebody who is willing to put ourselves in situations where you actually learn something about yourself which are uncomfortable situations um another big thing that i see is um I don't know if that's necessarily a solution, but um, in a way it's like solution slash challenges. Consistency, it's a challenge, but it's also a solution. <laughs> um, but I would say with solution bit, it would be baby steps where you start consistent, you, you start to take consistent baby steps. They don't have to be huge, which a lot of times we think that, oh, I want to get like big change. So I have to make like big steps. No, just... Just start with baby steps and you will build up and it will compound over time. Um, and resilience and mental toughness. Those are the ones that um, mental toughness is something that unconsciously probably I have been um, really obsessed with to try to understand and challenge myself and learn myself. That's one of the reasons why I do eye steps at this point. Um, and because... With mental toughness, uh, one thing that I have learned with working with my clients and even developing myself is that I can give you all the tools and techniques to be more productive, get more done, or manage your time, manage yourself. But it doesn't really matter until you have this resilience to actually follow through with those actions. And that's where that's where we have the biggest challenge because it's we can talk logically about, oh, so for you to do this, you actually have to do this. Or let's say if you're in a stress, stressful situation, you have to approach it this way. It's one thing that we talk about it when we are in calm state. Makes sense. But what happens when you actually are in that situation? Do you actually take action on that or you go different route or the usual route that you would? That's where I think you have to have that self-control and mental toughness to actually make those decisions and take those actions in those situations. I love that. And I noticed that you mentioned ice dips and I would love to ask more about that because I know it's winter, it's ice dip season. <laughs> Can you tell us how you got into that and what, what benefits did you notice and have noticed? Because it's been a while of you doing it, right? Yeah. Um, initially it all started with Wim Hof, which I think many people that do are doing any kind of cold exposure. That's where the, they start. One of my friends introduced me to to his method. It was like I think seven years ago, but I didn't really do any like swimming in ice until last year. I would do cold showers on and off. There were some experiences with that as well that were kind of 
kind of like changing, but nothing huge. But last year I actually started because of my dad, because I was staying at their place at the time. And I was, I gave him like habits to do. And one of the habits that he put in there was to do cold swim. And I remember I went in and we have really cold river because it's usually in the shadows, even in summer, it's really cold. And I remember in August, I went in that river and I was like, okay, this is cold. I'm not going there anymore. (laughs) Um, And then I went to visit them and, and I was like, I, I literally remember this thought that I had because I would, I would think like, oh, I should get in the river, but I kind of don't want to do that because I was building cold shower habit at the time as well. And I was thinking if my dad can do it, I can do it. Come on. And, and that's what actually got me started. And then what kept me going actually was curiosity because I was like, okay, what if I can get to zero degrees because I have never done it. Got to that. What if I can do it with snow? did that minus five did that minus 10 did that and the coldest that i did was minus 16 degrees um and all right let's take a few seconds for our sponsor break because their business stories matter too when people ask what you do as a professional do your palms and pits start to sweat do you break out in hives well don't worry we've got you covered today you can take literary symmetry's complimentary 30-minute masterclass to help you craft your one big sentence so that next time you have 60 seconds to share your story, you know exactly what to say. Because your business story matters, sign up today at literarysymmetry.com forward slash pathway. And now back to our episode about an epic business owner just like you. So it was it was cold. Um, <laughs> right. But the interesting right. part was that it actually felt... I can't say warm, but it felt like warmer than I thought it would because the air temperature was lower than the water temperature. Um, but so many things that I have learned from it, and that's actually why I'm thinking to create like a like a course around this because there's so many things that I have learned about like resilience and mental toughness from it. Um, but like one big one was the power of consistency because like first two weeks when I would approach the river, my thought would be, I wonder if I will get in. I didn't know if I would or wouldn't. After two weeks, my thought was, I wonder how long I'm going to stay in. Not doing mm-hmm. it wasn't option anymore. But that's where yeah. I think a lot of times we have this initial, whatever we're doing, this initial, like, let's say in my case, it was like two weeks where we are kind of questioning. I don't know if I can do it today or not, or something like that. But then if you do it consistently enough for long enough, now it's not a question anymore because you already have showed yourself that I can do it. Like, it's not a question whether I can do it because I have done it for this long amount of time, let's say. Um, and even like the longest swim that I did, um, which this year I kind of beat it already, but like then it was colder. And that swim was so hard because it was so cold. And it took me like at least an hour to warm up at least, uh, I think. Um, but with that swim, I had this experience where I felt like I unlocked the door in my mentality that I didn't know that existed, even like oh. posting online. Me posting videos with me swimming, it never was really an option for me because I come from a background where I'm like really insecure, really anxious, especially about the body, stuff like that. Um, that's, I think, one of the main reasons why I actually got into self-development. I was looking for answers to understand why is it that I feel this or that way or because I had kind of like social anxiety where I wasn't able to look person in the eye, stuff like that. It was like... I wasn't that social at all. Um, and with this, I realized that, especially after the, the longest swim, I realized that, let's say, 
up to this point, this was hard to post videos. Now that I did the swim, this is nothing compared to this. Right. So now if we want to get to the next level, or let's say pretty much the lesson was it's hard until it isn't. So now mm -hmm. it was hard, but I did something harder compared to this. So in comparison to that, this is nothing. Like, it's nothing. I can just post it. Like, it doesn't really do anything because I have gone through this suffering experience where I put myself in those situations. Um, and also the power of showing up every day because it's easy to do it once. Everybody can do it once. Um, right. it's, not, it's not like easy, easy, but once you can imagine yourself doing it once. Just getting out, done. But how about doing it, I did 90 days in a row where every single day you have to show up and you know that tomorrow I'm doing the same thing. <laughs> tomorrow is the right. same suffering, <laughs> the same mental game. You have to overcome yourself. And a lot of times it doesn't get easier, even if you do it longer. And that's what, that's what I have seen with a lot of people as well, is that we have this assumption that, oh, I have done this like so long, it should be getting easier. And I'm like... Eh, it doesn't always get easier. Of course, you get stronger, but it doesn't mean that you have that you won't have these days when it might feel like I don't feel like it at all. And those are the days when it actually counts the most because that's where everybody quits. And you don't want to be like everybody. Not even the fact that you don't want to be like everybody, but you want to prove yourself that these days can't really stop you. So usually on those days, I sometimes even stay longer because I'm like, okay. This is a day when it really counts. So I might as well try to beat my record or go longer than I usually would because this is where it actually counts. And then once you do that, you're like, whoa, I didn't know I had it in me. And I was able to do this on a day when I didn't feel like it. What can I do on a day when I feel like it? And that's where you start to play these like mental games. And there are so many lessons I literally could talk about it forever. Um, <laughs> but like this, this has been really powerful game for me mentally because I, I know all the health, not all, but like a lot of health benefits that come from it, but it wasn't really the reason why I kept going. It was the mental game for me. The mental game. And do you feel, because I know when I was on your show, we talked about suffering and that's something that I'm really curious about because, um, all the experiences of suffering in my life have like <clears throat> created positive end results. Yeah. So what do you feel? How do you feel that that suffering helps you? Like, what does it do as far as the mental games that you're playing? I think it might be related to your confidence because if you go through situations situations where you're suffering and you prove yourself that you can come out of it and even come out of it stronger, now you build this confidence in yourself to even be able to do something else. Um, and that's one thing that I have seen because like we will suffer whether we do it voluntarily or not. Right. <laughs> but just when you it's do it happen. voluntarily, you actually train yourself for situations where it might happen so that you can deal with that better. Like good example with cold showers, what I say to a lot of people is that when you have to turn it to cold, you are the one who is doing it. You can't have somebody else do it for you, but ideally you'd want to be the one who is doing it. <laughs> so what you do in that situation is that you actually intentionally put yourself in an uncomfortable situation. Um, and it might not feel feel necessarily like really big suffering. It depends on a person, of course. Um, but initially it might actually feel like, oh, this this is this is not comfortable. I don't want it. Um 
But as you do this, let's say on a daily basis or on like regular basis, now that resistance towards even turning it so cold becomes smaller and smaller. And the same is with real life. Now, when you go in like real life, in reality, now you actually might have less resistance towards tackling certain things because you have trained this muscle to address it, address it, address it and show up, do it. And that's where I think suffering is really necessary, not in a way where you now, and that's something that I don't recommend people is to now jump in like ice river without preparation. And that's something that I, um, that I have said some people that, that have told me that, oh, I just going to go and jump in. And I'm like, you don't want to do that because you literally can have like heart attack or something like that. If you're not prepared, it is right. a practice. And that's why even like this year I started, I started in autumn, like, I'm, I'm slowly like on Monday, I will have done it for like 30 days in a row already. And we only recently started to get sub zero degrees. Um, and this is my second year of doing it, but, but I always tell people like, you want to be prepared. You want to, and that's again, like it's, it's the same in life you, you prepare and with doing these like cold exposures or whatever it is that you might feel it's uncomfortable. It doesn't have to be like cold necessarily. Um, cold is just like good example it's suffering we don't want to have right. like cold or being cold you know <laughs> your body's um, like no thanks and you're like yeah uh, exactly it's good actually yeah um it's good um especially if you don't overdo it and that's another thing that sometimes high performers have are just gonna go extra mile and it's really challenge if you do it outdoors because with outdoors you have to calculate it because you have this time when you actually arrive you dress you get in it's not like you just stay in, like in ice bath, stay in, get out, you're in safe environment. But then when you get out, you actually are still in the cold. So right. you have to deal with that as well. And it's freezing. So there goes more planning into that, or you have to be more aware of your body and how much it can take so that you stay long enough. So that when you get out, you can actually get yourself dressed and, and leave, which is I can already feel the sting season right now <laughs> um, because it was really cold this morning. I can feel my like hands and, and feet. It was really cold, but like suffering, it's, it's something that I feel um, if you voluntarily put yourself in that kind of situations where you suffer um, or you are challenged, you just prepare yourself for life so that when something happens, let's say you get surprised by whatever happens, something tragic mm -hmm. or something that most of the times we can't predict that as well. It just happens. So what you right. do now, I don't know, you yeah. lose a job or you, or you lose somebody who is close to you, something like that, how you deal with that. And that comes back to not external, but internal, how you internally mm -hmm. deal with that. And that's where that relationship with yourself and that that's what you have to build. And with these things or like challenges that you do, you actually build that relationship with yourself and build that trust in yourself that I can handle this or have that confidence in yourself that when it happens or if something happens, I can deal with it. I can figure it out. I love that you're building your relationship with yourself. That's so deep and important because if you, I mean, and you know, this is one of the things I'm working with, with my kids, you know, cause they're teens is like, if you don't know yourself, you can't have deep relationships with other people. 
And they're like, okay, mom, you know, it's like one of those things where they're, they're not certain that I'm telling the truth on this one, but I'm like, I don't care if you believe me, because I know you're going to find out on your own that this is true. Like if you don't accept yourself, if you don't love yourself, if you aren't advocating for those boundaries for yourself, then the relationships you have are going to be shallow. And it's, it's like something, you know, I wish my mom would have said to me, but you know, she, she did the best she could. She didn't really have those tools, but when she got older and she figured it out, she told me, she's like, here, I didn't teach you this stuff. Like, here's all the stuff that you need to learn. And, but it's just funny, like looking when you talk to other people about these sorts of things, and I'm sure you experience this all the time because you're so thoughtful and you know so much, you've researched so much about how the brain actually works. Like you say it and then you kind of release it, right? Like when someone asks your advice and you give it to them, you can't control whether or not they take it. How do you deal with that with your clients? Like, is there a way that you disqualify people before they work with you? Because not everyone is going to take your advice, even though they want it. So as a business owner, how do you um, work through that? Um. Before this, actually, when you were talking about relationships, this is a really good point is that a lot of times when we are like, oh, I just keep attracting or like I get in relationship with the wrong person. It's like there's one common variable in all those relationships. That's you. (laughs) (laughs) So we just want to complain or like blame everybody that we have been with. But the, the common repeated like variable in all those relationships is you. So you might as well. Look at yourself and if there's something that you need to develop or, or change in yourself. Right. Um, make some adjustments. Yeah. Um, okay. So when it comes to what was it like, how I think I look at, I look at personal, like one big thing that a person needs to, to work with, not necessarily only me, but like anybody, really any kind of coach is they have to be willing to take action or even even better, they have to be in a situation where um, sometimes they know they need help, but sometimes they don't. Ego, again, that can be a big part of it as well. Yeah. I can do it myself, which is really common as well. Um, but being able to receive help or listen, because um, it's really hard for some, to help somebody who doesn't want to be helped. It's just not possible. And I'm somebody who loves to help. I see potential in pretty much any person I talk to. Um, and if I can, if I, if I have opportunity, if I have time, I will give some, I don't want to say advice because when with advice, people have to be careful because um, when you give advice, you might make that person feel like you're judging them for the way they live or the way they think. So now they mm-hmm. close off and they're, they're not going to listen to you. So it depends how you're giving that advice. Sometimes a good way to give advice actually is, what I have seen that works for me is doing this. And then I yeah. do this or I get this result. So now you don't say that, oh, you're doing it wrong. You should do it like this. Um, because they're <laughs> like, no, actually, I'm doing it the right way. And now well, you're just I'm getting this the, like. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing it the way I learned um, how to do it, right? Yeah, exactly. And and now they try to protect themselves and they're not listening anymore. So good way to do that is, and, and I have done this with like many people that, uh, and I wouldn't necessarily say that I lie that oh, I will tell them something that I'm actually not doing. Actually, I'm doing the things that I'm saying um, or that I see this, that that working for me. Uh, but for me to make that judgment whether somebody is ready to work with me, um, 
I don't, it sounds cheesy, but like you kind of, you kind of know. Um, but like one way sense. how I know is, yeah. And, and you can see somebody's mind. And I think that's something that I have developed over the years with talking to a lot of people. Um, you can see whether they're willing to take action because um, even like one thing that I sometimes do is that let's say we have discovery call and then I tell them, okay, by the next time when we actually discover this or that, or let's say talk prices or whatever, um, do this. And I give them some kind of exercise or homework. And then I see whether they do it or not. Um, and even if it's a small thing, but I see that you I, either you take action or you don't, because I can, I can give all the advice. I can give all the information and, and that's actually a good thing also is when people say, oh, I know this. Okay. If you knew this, why are you not doing it? Um, because we, <laughs> because we have this. Yeah. exactly. And also that we have this sense that if I know it, I understand it, but there's a big oh. difference between knowing and understanding because knowing is I read it in a book. I get it. I get it. Makes sense. But understanding it is that I actually went out there, applied it. And in real life situation, I saw that, oh, so this is what it is about. So this is how it looks. That's where you actually understand it. So you can't really understand things until you apply them. And that's something that I had for a really long time. I would be like, oh, I know this. I know this. Yeah, it makes sense. Like I already read it in like four books or whatever. And I would be like, oh, yeah, no. But I actually wouldn't be really living those things or i would live them at really comfortable level where i'm like oh this feels comfortable i'm, I'm okay with this um but i wouldn't actually take action that i knew most likely i knew what is it that i had to do or actions that i had to take but i would justify why i'm not taking them and that's what a lot of people do um and when somebody is in that mindset that they know it all um or they might listen but then they don't go and do it. It's it's really hard to to help them. Um, sometimes we have these blocks towards doing it, so we can work through those um, until you get to a level where you can tolerate taking certain actions. Because with higher level actions, or let's say not even higher level, but what feels higher level for you, because that's different mm -hmm. for each person, comes bigger stress. So you have to build that stress tolerance as well. So you have to take it step by step a lot of times. So I'm okay with that. If we go through that process and you actually take action. But a lot of times people are in this like, I know it all. Like, Because most of the things um, that I say to people, a lot of times they already know. It's it's, it's a lot of things. Part. Yeah. And for me, it was a big challenge for a really long time when, when people would tell me like, are you doing some kind of coaching? And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, for me, most of the things that I talk about, they seem like common sense. <laughs> it's just right. like, it's normal thing, you know, it, it makes yeah. sense. But but for, for other people, they'll be like, wow, I have never thought about this or that. And I'm like, okay, so maybe there's something that, that I can do with this. Um, but like, I would, I would say that's a, that's a big thing. Or like, if the ego is too big, um, mm -hmm. you have to be, you have to be humble. You, you need ego, but not in a, not in a place where, you're not listening anymore or you you start to think that you know better because if you think that you know better or let's say oh what do you know you're like like you're just like 20 year old or whatever like you don't know stuff or you don't know anything um right. which i'm not saying i know everything no chance um but 
for somebody who thinks that it's really hard to perceive or receive certain lessons or certain information. So you have to be in a way open-minded. And again, like ego is something that I, a lot of times help people to work with because even in the workplace, everybody is the, doing it wrong or they're just like bad person. And I'm like, yeah, then, then after like a month or whatever, they, they go, go and work and they say, everybody seems so nice. And I'm like, uh, there's, there's one person that changed. <laughs> 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 and that's, that's a big thing actually, is that when you start to change, everything around you reacts to that. It's not that everything around you all of a sudden changes. It's just right. that we are in constant interaction with each other um, in, in like interaction and reaction. So when I approach somebody kindly, they most likely will approach me back kindly. If I approach being mad, probably the reaction won't be the same. And it also depends on, you might think that you're actually nice, but <laughs> is that something that is, <laughs> is, is the way you communicate something actually nice or you think you're nice? So there's also a lot of um, illusions that we have about ourselves, which is kind of fun to work through as well. So it's like perception versus reality. Yeah. I love that. All right. Well, we could talk all day, but let's say that <laughs> someone's listening to this and they're like, I really need help with my ego right now. And I'm going to listen to what Astra says. Uh, how can they get in contact with you? What's the best way for them to work with you or how to uh, call with you or something? Probably social media, Instagram, Facebook, if they just search, uh, or like LinkedIn, if they just search my name, they should be able to find me. Um, uh, those probably are the main ones. Okay. So if you are looking for someone to help you and you know, I'm a go-getter, I, I could be high performance. I feel that like I'm a worker. I like it, but I'm stuck. <laughs> oh, actually like out. with the high performance, most people actually don't think they're, most people that are high performance, they don't think they're high performers. Oh, they don't think they are. So like, what's yeah, What's because they, they always are, they're always looking for the next one or they're like, I need to develop more, 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 more. They have this, like what you said, like go get their mindset. That's, that's probably how they can identify themselves. Okay, cool. All right. So I'm going to ask you the final question. Are you ready? Yes. So if you're talking to someone who they want to do better or level up in their career or in their personal life, or maybe even an athlete, what is one little nugget or piece of advice that you would give them? And if it's something that you already shared, feel free to share it again. Probably one, two piece of advice. Think less, do more. And what you do, start small. Oh, I love that. I know. I wanted to actually talk about atomic habits when you were talking about taking small steps. Have you read oh, it? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Two times. <laughs> so good. It changed my life actually, if I'm being honest. Yeah. So it's a friends, great book. Take small steps. Think less, do more. I love that. I'm going to tell <laughs> that to myself every single morning. <laughs> Astra, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been amazing. I know that my listeners are going to really get a lot of wisdom out of everything you've said. And I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you for having, having me. All right. So for the listeners, I just want to remind you of this thing. The same thing I always say, remember that your business story matters and we will talk again soon. Bye.
Thank you for listening to my mom's radical podcast. Cool face emoji. And if you want to be radical like my super awesome mom, then you should totes check out her impact accelerator. You just need to leave a review of this podcast and screenshot that baby and send it to impact at literarysymmetry.com. And like my mama always says, your business story matters. Hey, I don't sound like that. Let's do copyright.